<laughs> hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. You need medical advice or medical care though? Yeah. Please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Does your doctor have a podcast? I didn't think so. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith. Unfortunately, we have had a number of complaints from listeners about how I need to hold back when it comes to complicated terms like raisin or mind your manners, so I will do my best to be more uh, understandable for everyone in the future. Here to help with that is our producer Cameron. Cameron is a man of the people, Mm -hmm. always keeping up with the interests of all the folk like our listeners. That's right. So don't be surprised if he pops in to steer us towards a smarter play. Also with us is DJ in the house. Cameron has also let me know that we can anticipate a guest soon. So That's brace right. yourselves for that. All right, well. And let me tell you, Dr. London, it's a good one. Oh, that's great to hear. Sometimes I get like a little bit suspicious about sort of the way you find guests or the type of guests that you bring on. Yeah, or why after having a guest, you end up with a lot of weird voicemails threatening you afterwards. Yeah. That sounds like it's from our guest. And like my car vandalized yeah. with the name of that guest. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, so that's why I why I'm a little bit nervous about it sometimes. Well you'll be getting all that and more in today's episode. Oh. Uh, well okay, well one of our listeners offered the following feedback. Quote Yo mama smokes crack and I ain't afraid of nothing. End quote. No, she doesn't. Say what? No, she doesn't. Okay. I know, I know she doesn't. Who said this? This is just one of our listeners. Um, did you want me to track down the username? Yes. Or? Well, we'll leave that till after the episode. I feel like you're taking this pretty personally. She doesn't. She No, that's not what she smokes. Oh, well. Oh, sorry, that what she smokes, you, you, she smokes something better? The experience is better. Than, than crack, cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, to the listener, uh, thank you for your input. Uh, we always appreciate hearing back from our listeners. Um, for me, my response to that note would be, uh, I don't believe that my mother smokes crack either. 
So you may be misinformed about that portion. That's that's what I'm suspecting, Cameron. That maybe they just aren't informed. It has informed. to be because she doesn't. I know that she doesn't. She smokes crack too, which is the sequel. It's the follow up. You say sequel like it's, it's healthier, a movie. It's more improved, better experience. Well, so crack better writing. Two. Better writing. Yeah. Okay. Once. To clarify, crack cocaine is not a movie, if that's what you're getting at. No, it's just her writing has gotten so much better on crack, too. When she smokes crack cocaine, too. Yeah, the follow-up, the sequel. Her handwriting improves, and that's what you've noticed about it. Yeah. It's great. Okay, I and I, to our listeners, I have to say, do not smoke crack cocaine. That's that's a very she doesn't smoke crack. Why are you saying that? I just said she doesn't. So well, no, no wonder our listeners think this. You think this. That's you're selling the idea. Okay, she smokes crack too. The sequel. Okay, well, anyway, um, to to address the second part of the listeners' uh, feedback. There are, and I do want to throw in, there are things about Crack 2 that you had to have experienced Crack 1 to understand. You can't just jump into it blindly. Okay, you keep talking about it like like it's a movie. Like there's some, I guess, character development or plot that you wouldn't understand, but it's... It's a high. Oh right? yeah, my mom's character development has been amazing over the last few months. And you think that if she had started with crack cocaine too, that she wouldn't have had the same type of development? I think you can enjoy it, but you're not gonna get it. You know what I mean? I'm honestly, I'm not sure that I and do. I, I do think the third one is coming out next summer, so something to look forward to. <sighs> I, and to our listeners, please do not. I, we do not endorse that. Um, uh, but to address the, the end of what that listener said with the I ain't afraid of nothing portion, um, a lot of people do go through life afraid of a great many things. And that can prevent you from reaching your potential. So some people waste years of their lives doing so little because their fears hold them back. But it sounds like you might have wisdom beyond your years Mm -hmm. in this case what's something you're afraid of dr london uh i guess um failing like failing a uh like you always kind of fear you know being the cause for something bad happening to someone Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess that's that's it in general okay okay uh what about you what are you afraid of uh, my mom's crack two dealer. Is he the one who said that crack two is different from crack one? Yeah, and he's terrifying. What, like, is is he? I don't know. Does he use intimidation tactics? No, it's just any time I over, he just wants to watch scary movies, and I don't like oh. it. It's terrifying. And when you say. Scary movies or the movies scary movie? Yeah, well, and it's sequels, yeah. And I don't like it, and it... Because... That's my biggest fear. Is your mother's crack cocaine 2 dealer... Yeah. ...forcing you to watch 
Scary Movies 1 and the sequels. Yeah. I hate it. Okay, because to my knowledge, those are actually comedies, not scary movies. <laughs> yeah, sure. If that's the kind of stuff you laugh at, I don't want to meet you. Let me just say that. All right. Kind of sick, disturbing mind laughs at stuff like that. Okay, well, I, we'll go ahead and move on from there. Um, Dude, scary guys tripping, falling and down all the time. Do I... I'm sorry. In Scary Movie. Yeah. It's like one of the gags. So, like, bad guy chasing you and he, like, trips and falls. Yeah. It's terrifying. Oh, that someone could lose their balance in that way? Yes, that easily. So that's unnerving for you is the slight... It's the scariest thing I've ever experienced. Anyway, go on. Okay. Well, now for Tale from the ER... We had a patient with a history of kidney disease who presented with a chief complaint of swollen feet. Uh, now, normally, patients with swelling like that will be prescribed a diuretic like ferrosamide, more commonly known as Lasix. Mm. This allows them to get rid of the excess fluid through urination. So I asked him if he's been taking his Lasix, the diuretic. He said, yeah. So I asked, okay, did you take it today? He said, no. How about yesterday? Uh, no, I don't think so. How about the day before? Uh, the day before that. And then he said, I can't remember that far back. So I asked, why haven't you been taking Lasix? And he said, because it makes me pee too much. So even though peeing out that excess fluid is pretty much the whole point of taking Lasix. Mm -hmm. So that's what was odd about it. I mean, you don't think that maybe he wanted to hold on to his pee and not give it up so freely just because a doctor told him to? Sorry, but that's valuable to some people. Oh, so you just give it away willy nilly to someone who asks. You think that he didn't want to get rid of the urine because he thought that the it's urine important had to him. inherent value. Yeah. Oh, important to him. Like nostalgic? No, just it's it's his own thing and you're demanding that you keep it. Oh, oh. give it to me. I want to see it. I want to look in it. So, what does it look like? What does it smell like? Mm, gimme, gimme. Well, to clarify one point, I don't keep the urine. That's he can get ri- he can put it wherever he wants. Well, he decided he wants to keep it in his body. That's his right. Okay, that is true. Yep. Patient autonomy is an important principle. That it is his right to to keep it that way. That's that's true. I have impeded in three weeks, Oop. and you know how I feel about it. Proud and cramped. Yeah, but it I'm, sounds- it's my decision. And I'm holding on to the things important to me, not important to you and the the things you learn in your secular schools. The things you're holding dear is your urine in this case. Yeah. Are you, you, do you want to use the restroom? More than anything in my life. And yet I am choosing not to because I'm holding on to the essence that's important to me. I'm not getting rid of that so easily just because some, no offense, but quack asks. Well, uh, and one one small note on uh, 
So that term quack, it actually is apparently a British term. I learned this recently. Yeah, it's British for Dr. London Smith. Okay, so in in Britain, whenever they would say, like, instead of saying doctor, they would shorten it to say doc, and it sounded like duck. So people would say, because ducks quack, they would call doctors quacks. As that That's how that nickname came about. From what I understand. Well, in America, when a doctor says, give me your pee, you have the rights to say no. Okay, that's true. Just true, saying. you're right, Cameron. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and move on from there. Okay. Uh, for today's topic, we're going to talk about sick sinus syndrome, which is a... <laughs> which is a cause of bradycardia, uh, and that's defined as uh, 60 beats per minute or less. As we have talked about in the past, the heart has areas called nodes, which set the rate and rhythm of the heartbeats. However, in sick sinus syndrome, there is sinus node dysfunction, kind of like a, a heart block that, that prevents the electrical signal from going through the whole heart, um, and that's characterized by a persistent, spontaneous sinus bradycardia, uh, usually in older patients. All right, well, Cameron, uh, do you have any sponsors for us today? We absolutely do. Okay. Our sponsor is actually our guest. Oh, wow, a guest sponsor. Okay. Yep. That's great to hear. Well, hey! Hey, oh! Sorry, I brought my dog along. It's Sheila Dawn here. Welcome back, Sheila Dawn. Thank you. Thank oh. you. Oh, hello. It's great to be back. Hush, 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 Domingo, hush. Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. What have you been up to since your last visit? Well, you know I collect all the bones. From the animals that I find on the street. Mm -hmm. Okay. And from the pets that people bring me to turn into jerky. So I've been working on this project for a while. And I'm finally ready to release it. DJ Dylan, if you could go ahead, I'm going to do my spiel now. Sheila Dawn's Bone Garden. Come on down if you want to see what animals look like without their skin on. So I've got all sorts of exhibits of every type of animal you could think of, just its bones. And be sure that you go through the treasure store at the end of the bone garden where I sell all different types of bone jellies, bone jams. Wow. So it's just a great experience for you, for your kids, for your grandma, for your mom. Everyone's going to love it. It's a big hit. Okay. Well, I've I've a few questions on that. Shoot. Um, I guess the one that the one that stuck out to me the most um, of what you said was the. How are you so brave? Okay. Uh, is that what you're gonna? No, I. Mine just was the more, way my mama raised me. <laughs> okay, for me it was. You talked about bone jellies. So I feel like what you might be hinting at is the bone marrow, which it's filled with. It's a jelly-like substance in the bone. Mm-hmm. 
making the bone marrow, and that's what makes great blood on cells. toast, great on rolls, great to you know dip your chips in. Bone jelly is good for everything. Is it good on a bone? I haven't tried that, but I'm sure. Wow. Okay. Oh, so, so that was one question, but have you? So, so it's a bone. Sorry, did you say garden? Sheila Don's bone garden. <laughs> is it like a playground, or is it? You could call it that. There are some animals that I've got that are so big that you kids can play on the bones. Wow. What? What type of bone? Like very what's... very large dogs that people brought in for me to turn into jerky, and you know kids can just ride on them. They're really big dogs. Wait, sorry, they're alive. These dogs are alive. Well, I do not think that anything. You're a doctor. You should know. I don't think anything can survive it. It doesn't have its skin anymore. Okay, so these are dogs without skin. That I've turned their meat, their innards into jerky, or like I brought last time, you know, the lard with the animal blood and the animal meats in right. it. Right, no, I remember. So, I've reconstructed, I've taken the bones. Okay. And I have turned them into, A, sculptures of real animals, how they used to be, but also animals that I've imagined. Uh. So, like, sometimes I'll take dog bones and i'll put like a skunk head on it whoa right and like a fox tail or something but i mean dogs and foxes are pretty much the same but what would you call that a skog wow and what do you do with those once you make them they're on display it's a bone garden sheila on bone garden Okay, so this is a thing where people will pay to go see just all of this these displays of... Yeah, it sounds like going to see different set-up bones. I mean, is this just a pile of bones and you say this was a dog? Or is this more like a museum? It's We're- like an mu- interactive museum. Because okay. you can play with the bones. You can make them into musical instruments if you want. It's just but- really like a science museum in a way. Are the bones... So I guess my question is more, are the bones like in the shape of the animal? Or is it just loose bones? Because I feel like either... Both. Oh, a little wow. of both. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm interested in. I'm tired of going to these his- natural history museums... And I see this dinosaur, and the bones are in the shape of a dinosaur. And I'm thinking, that's not real life. Bones would be in a pile, and there'd be a dog, like, taking the bones and trying to bury it. That's real life. That is real life. It is. And another thing you can do is sometimes there's a little bit of meat left on the bone. So it's also you can also snack while you play. It's really, it's interactive. It's just a lot of animal corpses in different stages of being put back together because sometimes i don't finish does that cost more if you want to snack on the bones a little bit no it's all included in the price wow because i feel oh man that sounds amazing i feel like all these different 
museum type places, their snacks are so expensive. That's they're true. all they've all got their nose up in the air. They're all hoity toity. Yeah. I'm a museum. A place Dr. London I'm sure loves to hang Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Of course yeah, he, does. he doesn't know about real life and real bones and real animals and Actual real things like a dog body with a skunk head and That's a fox tail. That's just what tail. I was about to say. Yeah. What's realer than that? Nothing. That's three real things in one. In one. When I know. You say, when you say real, you don't mean naturally occurring or something you... Uh, it's just a vibe. ...would interact with. It's just being real. You wouldn't get it because you've never been real a day in your life. Okay. Well, another another question about that. So you say like it's it says uh, the bones from the as we discussed in a previous episode, like the deboned cats and dogs. Those bones are being used for this. Is it is it only like cats and dogs? Those types of creatures, or because a lot of the appeal of say a science museum would be that it, as Cameron said, it would be a dinosaur or some some creature that's foreign to you. Well, I don't really feel like addressing you anymore, Dr. London, because you obviously don't listen. I already told you we had skunks and foxes and dogs and cats, and we do have a chimpanzee that escaped from the zoo once, and I found it on the road. So we've got chimpanzees, and we also have alligator bones. I mean, if you don't listen, why do I bother speaking about my bone garden? Do you, do you have any of that, like, chimp bone jelly still I available? do. Okay. I do. We'll talk about that later because okay. I'm, I'm interested in that. Okay, yeah. On that note, why, why would you specifically want chimp bone jelly? It's for an experiment. That it's I'm like doing. it's a natural form of Viagra. <laughs> okay. I, I was unaware of that. So is that... A chimpanzee is that primates or is that who okay well we can we can move on how much do you charge for admission to this uh so it's 25 dollars for adults if you are a senior citizen it's a lot cheaper because sometimes i'll just use their bones if they've if they're old enough, they can get in for free. If wow. you're terminally ill, I'm sorry. come in for free. You'll, you'll use their bones. Like, they enter and you expect their bones to remain behind before they leave? Like, they don't leave? Well, I'm sure aspects of them can leave, but that's a topic for, you know, another day. Do we know if the soul leaves the body and leaves the museum? Or does the soul remain locked inside the museum with the body? I don't know. But I do want to say you have said that one of your motivations is trapping souls. That is my main motivation. But you're just saying you don't know 100%. I'd like to think that they're trapped. Right. But but I don't know for sure. Because you can't detect that sort of thing. Not with what I've got. I, I just have a bunch of bones. I wouldn't mind if I had a paranormal investigator come and check things out. They're the experts on that. Yeah. Right. So if you're out there and you're listening, come on down to Sheila Dawn's Bone Garden and I'll give you a discount if you can check and make sure that all the souls that I've been collecting are staying put and not escaping. How, how, how would a person do that? 
How would a person do what? Ensure that the souls are not escaping. So I actually use a bone cage. I've made a cage out of bones, and I've put it on the outside perimeter. And I've heard that, I mean, the soul is stuck in a cage of bones. It can't leave the bones. So as long as I use a bunch of rib bones. That's why it's a rib cage. Mm -hmm. Dr. London, medicine is awesome. Your body is a prison. Yep. And now so is Sheila Dawn's bone garden. Bone garden. Cameron, do we have any other sponsors today? We do and we don't. Uh, well, that that sounds partly good. This, I mean, the sponsor is sort of me. <laughs> Did you, uh, you come into some money and you want to like support the podcast financially? Hmm, you could say that. Okay, well, you said that kind of suspiciously there. Yeah, uh, Dr. London, have you ever ridden on like a bird scooter? You know, those scooters that you rent with your cell phone? Uh, no, no but I've, I've seen them used. Yeah. yeah. Well, what if you could use one of those scooters and it went 135 miles per hour? I that sounds very dangerous. It's not not dangerous, but that's part of the fun. So basically, what I've been doing is so I've been going dangerous. around town I, and I've been acquiring all these bird scooters. Some of them people just leave around and you just take them. But sometimes you'll see someone kind of riding on it, but maybe they're like playing on their phone or they just kind of like look a little weak, and you can kind of just like give them a little shove and then take their scooter right. Wait, so, I, so I'm sorry on that part. Yeah. Someone looks either distracted or just weak. Yeah. And so you just go up and and steal the scooter from them? They don't own it. They didn't buy the scooter. But they did go and get it and it would, you know, their phones presumably Yeah, and so did I. I also went and got it by shoving them off of it and then taking it home. I Well, that it sounds it so sounds like part, taking, that's part 1. Oh. Okay. Then part two, fireworks. Everyone loves fireworks. You can get them anywhere. They're always legal. They're easy. I don't think so that what you do, the first two things are true. You take a bunch of fireworks. I haven't figured out. I'm not a math guy, so it's a lot of trial and error right now. Ag- I think agreed. these scooters will be ready within the next few weeks. But basically, I just take a bunch of these fireworks, light them, And then the goal is to have it shoot the scooter around 120, 130 miles per hour, which is the fastest form of travel. That's faster than a normal scooter. Which to you is the normal form of travel. Yeah. And normal scooters, they don't go 120 miles an hour. So when you say- They maybe go like eight. When you say that you use the fire, because you didn't use the word like strap, strapping the fireworks onto the scooter- are you are you saying that you strap them onto the scooter or like you shoot them at this and the explosion pushes it forward? How are you saying that the fireworks there's, would help? There, there's two schools of thought here. And I'm sorry. Are do you own these? Is are these both your schools? Yes. Okay, go on. Firework logistics and then fire firework logistics, uh, three hundred one and fireworks logistics four hundred one. So oh, so you actually started a class? Yeah. Like like a school? 
And 301 teaches, okay, yes, you're going to strap the fireworks to the scooter, maybe using a belt, maybe using just some loose rope, whatever. That's going to be attached probably to the bottom of the scooter. You light them all at one time and then... That's the ideal sound I'm trying to get. I don't know if the fireworks will sound like that, but if not, I'm going to attach a speaker to it that will make those noises because that's kind of the goal. So for you, it's a sound at that point becomes more maybe more critical than like the cause, yeah, cause I'm a music a, guy and you it's have all to about the sound to you me, have you to know? incorporate it that into because I thought speed was your goal here that speed is definitely the highest priority but you but will sound a is a equally important priority that is the exact same level of importance as speed okay they're so both you, number one so then the 401 school of thought is you just hold a bunch of, you hold as many fireworks as you possibly can. Uh-huh. And then you light them all and then. So, so that one would have a different sound that you're specifically thinking of. Yeah. A little more dramatic, a little more theatrical, but ultimately the same result, which is really fast. Some pretty cool sounds coming out of a little Bluetooth speaker. Okay. You can get all of this for the low cost. $7,500. So for our podcast, you being a sponsor, mm-hmm. your how are you sponsoring the podcast? How about this? how about this? Are you just at, are you, this is an is this an ad for just for you? $5. This is it. Every purchase of I'm calling them Cameron scooters. Okay. Every purchase of a Cameron scooter, it's 7,500 bucks. 5 bucks is going to go to Uganda or something, Syria, just one of those places. A place Kentucky. in need. Yeah. Five other dollars goes to the podcast. Five hundred dollars? Did you say? Mm, that's uh, that sounds say, good. I'm not. I'm not trying to be critical. That no, sounds you're right. Like a good I shouldn't have. I've, uh, I'm spending too much on the podcast at that point. No, I. If you're sponsoring the podcast, that sounds nice. Let's go five dollars to Uganda or whatever. Seven dollars to the podcast. Well, Seven dollars you can spend on anything you want. Seven additional dollars. So fourteen. For sort of going scooter. to the podcast. Seven goes towards the actual show. Seven, just right into your pocket. Buy yourself something pretty. To my pocket? Yeah. Oh. Well, that sounds pretty good now, right? Better. I. So how many scooters, how many Cameron scooters can I put you down for? How... They're only $7,500. Okay. And that is the part. So, so most of You're this... thinking, oh, well, didn't the bird, co- bird scooters cost $0 because you stole them from people? And aren't fireworks like not that expensive? Like the amount of fireworks you're talking about maybe is like a hundred dollars worth of fireworks. The answer to both those things is yes. And and one other issue I'm finding labor and it's a labor of love. So one of I put my heart and my blood and my soul and my sweat into this creation. Depending on which that's worth about seventy five hundred dollars. Depending on which school of thought we're talking about, one of your $7,500 ideas is just the scooter and then someone holding fireworks. Yeah. And you're wanting to charge $7,500 for that service, for the service of someone else doing that. Hell yeah. And I'm actually, I'm tearing up about this now, hearing my own, my own life's work described back to me. And how beautiful and genius it is. Because you all... It's... Okay. And the... Wow. I did that. And just because... I did that. Just because it's you, 
Have you opened real schools for these schools of thought? Well, my fireworks schools. Or those separate? I thought they were bike it's schools. An on- it's an online course. Or scooter school. No, 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 no. It was fireworks 301, fireworks, fireworks logistics 301 oh, that's right. and 401. Okay. Yeah. I don't do 101 or 201. That's someone else. You've hired someone else for your school? Well, I, I'm getting into kind of advanced logistics, so I assume someone else has taken care of one and the two. The less advanced. And so I just kind of started with three. Okay. And it's an online course. How much do you charge for the course? $7,500. So you have a flat, you have this rate for any given item involved in your curriculum. I, I kind of am just using that rate for everything now. So it's so it's seventy. Hey, can I borrow seventy five hundred dollars? No. Okay, I'll try again later. All right. So so that is so the sponsor is you took these scooters from people. The sponsor is I took seventy five hundred dollars out of the show's budget. <sighs> I bought a hundred dollars worth of fireworks. Okay. I stole thirty five scooters, and now I'm using the rest of that money on kind of whatever I want vacation. Well, I guess, but. <laughs> If you buy a scooter today, you know, I said $5 was going to go to Syria or whatever. Yes. $10 right now. It's, I I would rather give $10 to, you know, a charity of my choice than give $7,500 to you for a course, which sounds like it's just. I will buy a $10 watch for a person in need in like the Sudan. Once again, I, I think it. The money would be better used to give given to a reputable charity. Not if they don't know what time it is. You don't think people without a watch don't want to watch? They might. I mean, not everyone does. <laughs> they might like a meal. But, but what I'm saying is I don't know that giving $7,500 to you, I, I, I just don't see it as being a smart use of money if your goal mm. is charity. That's, I mean, my goal is to go 120 miles per hour on a scooter while playing some pretty cool sounds out of a Bluetooth speaker. Right. The charity thing is just, I mean, it's honestly like, it's just a PR move. Right. And is it, uh, and it's been working for you, I guess. Well, I mean, this is, this is, this is is the public part of public relations. Okay. I don't know about the relations yet. I assume it's going to go well because who wouldn't want this product? Okay, well, I guess thank you to Cameron for uh, being... It's, it sounds more like you're advertising than sponsoring the podcast because you just took money from it and then ran an ad about... That's fine. We can call it an advertisement. That, that doesn't bother me. <sighs> okay. Cameron's Scooters. It'll blow your face off. $7,500. That's the motto. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I put the price in the tagline. How genius is that? Okay. All right, well, enjoy, listeners, I guess, if that's what, you, what you're interested in. So the body of these elderly people who go to your bone garden, you're, you're letting them in for free because you're expecting them to die in the bone garden? Exactly. And you expect their remains to stay within the vicinity of your bone guard. Do they sign something for that? Well, no. I mean, if they come by themselves and their family doesn't know where they is, then it's fine. I don't have to 
It's like a cat. When a cat knows it's about to die, they usually wander off and just die in the woods somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for people. People go back to their natural animal instincts when they get to that age. They just wander into my bone garden for free. And so it it probably would be nice if they did sign something and like bring a card. Cards are always nice. So I I like getting cards. You know that that would be nice. Just a suggestion for our listeners. Yeah, just bring a sign a card. Bring that. I think that'd be because my concern there would be it'd be suspicious if someone died in a place and like cops would come investigate. There'd be a missing persons report. There'd be something like that. Would there be follow up and have you been well, asked before? Has so, this happened so, before? Sorry to interrupt, but Dr. London, th- these people are not missing. Well, They're she, in her bone guard. Anyway, sorry. To find out, first they'd be gone from wherever they were before the bone garden, and then someone Whoa. would notice that they're gone. Okay, yeah, I'm not at home right now, so I guess I'm missing from home. So That's not how that works, though. If you were, I'm not if you, missing just because I'm in a different place. If you if I'm not at work, I'm not missing. I'm just not at work. They are no longer in their homes. Their bones are in a bone garden. Well, with your example, if you left your home and for for all any of your friends or family knew you had disappeared, then there would be a missing persons report and they would investigate because fr- from their understanding you have disappeared even though it's just Going with, like if it's for a prolonged period of time that you're missing, do, do you see what I mean here? No. Okay. So who who's who? What friends and family are declaring I'm missing? You? For if you disappeared for a long time, I might call up and try to find out. And if you file a missing persons persons report, then the police would go investigate. Okay. And then missing persons report. Sure. <laughs> We're trusting this guy with our medical expertise. I'm not. I surely Denied. am not. Yeah, missing person. <laughs> okay. So I guess that leads so me- stupid. Denied. <laughs> so that leads me to that question. Have the police visited your bone garden? Oh, plenty of times. And asked what happened to, you know, this this senior that you uh, presumably that you had allowed in and then they died on the premises. Have you had that happen and how did you handle it? Oh yeah, I usually just prop them up in a rocking chair on the front porch and I do have a sign that says Shady Oaks Nursing Home. Oh. So usually they the police just come, they see them sitting on the front porch. I've got a little string so I can pull it. So it looks like they're rocking. Uh-huh. And they just say, oh, they're in excellent care. A follow-up question to that. Do you have any police officers in your bone garden? Oh, plenty. Wow. Many, many, many. Is it because those police officers were very elderly? Not all of them. Some of them were just a little too nosy, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure that I follow. Big nose. I don't like people with big noses. And so, let's say they they came up and they asked questions. They maybe didn't believe that the propped up body of a person was a live person. How would you deal with a nosy police officer who wasn't necessarily dying at the time before they met you? How... 
I mean, are you harming them? I'm not harming them, no. They just drift right off into dreamland. I've got a special drink for them. And they just doze. Wow. So and do you no guys, harm. And do you guys do birthday parties? Oh, yes. Great. Mostly birthday parties. Bachelorette parties, graduations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. all of it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I... And we do have a bone pit. You know, like you go on a zip line and then you fall into a huge pit of bones. Uh-huh. And then you That's usually awesome. don't come out. But You are adding, you become part of the exhibit. Exactly. That's crazy. I know. It's great. That's more interactive than any garden or museum or anything I've been to. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree that it's crazy. And interactive. I, Say for, it. Forcibly interactive. So the issue I have here, and this is just what it sounds like the more I ask, is that people, well, first, the elderly that you judge to be pretty close to death, they come into your park. For free. For free. And then they die while on the premises. And it sounds like you, you're you kind of betting on them dying while they're there. You, I'm hoping. Do you give them the same drink? No, I just make sure that there's plenty for them to do for as long as they need. Okay. So then so then they they die and then the police come to investigate this missing person. And they person. die. And then you give them a drink with some sort of some sort of concoction that makes them it sounds like it kills them. Yes. What flavor is the drink? It's grape. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I love grape flavored stuff. So you're killing, you're you're luring. I'm adding to my exhibit. I'm adding to the bone garden. Well, you're you're luring susceptible elderly people to their deaths, and then uh, just straight killing the policemen who investigate. Does this not sound wrong to you? I mean, you like morally. You I use mean. the word luring, but all she it, all she's doing is having a garden. Is Six Flags luring customers? No. Well, with I mean the the discount aspect is one thing where they get them free, but fine. The luring might be taking it too far, but mm. the fact that they enter the park, I guess what really gets me is for one thing that, then also the fact that you are just killing officers, police officers, which that that's not legal to do. Are you aware of that? Miss Dawn? Well, that's fine. Why don't you come down to the Bone Garden? I'll let you in for free. What, what you just said. When, when I said, do you know that it's illegal to kill? You said, that's fine. Come over. I, I, no. I'm I, asking you if you would like to come over I, no. to the Bone Garden for free if you want to keep asking all these questions. You're going to save $25. Sounds like a pretty good deal. I have to suspect that she would have ill intentions towards me. She doesn't look ill at all. No, I'm healthy as a peach. I imagine with that much like, police officer jelly, you'd obviously be healthy. Oh, yeah. I'm very strong. I mean, can you imagine the bone jelly of a someone as strong and courageous as a police officer? I'm 
it's not something that I would write, that I would think to imagine normally. Oh, I get it. Because you don't support our local police. I'm sorry. No, I... You don't think ingesting their bones will give you superhuman strength. I see. This he is... doesn't back the blue. He... Okay, please calm down. All right, everyone. calm down, I, calm I, down. You can see him I, after the record. And that's another thing. Why do you keep setting up meet and greets for these things? These people want to meet you. <laughs> yeah, but it's... They, they're angry and throwing... And I think I saw a torch. Probably. Why... Okay, and I'm sorry I missed on. This is a separate issue, but why... Cameron, why do you keep scheduling these meet and greets? And, like, surprise... So you, spring the, you say, like, we'll, we'll get coffee or something... And then it's a meet and greet with a mob of people. Do we want Dr. London to shut up? Does that answer your question? Uh, no, but I, I guess we can go back to... How, how do the souls... How do, do they get along? Because I imagine you're dealing with different types of elderly people, police officers, sounds like probably firefighters, other people, emergency personnel who would come in, uh, mixed with these animals, these chimpanzees, skunks, squirrels, dogs. I imagine there's probably some contention, right? There is a little bit, and they have, from what I can tell, because I haven't gotten to the point where the paranormal investigators are coming in. Right. But from what I can tell, they have formed like prison gangs. Each oh, one, wow. they stick together and they have pretty intense wars, I'd imagine. I, one little thing you said there, you haven't reached the point at which paranormal investigators would drop by. What point do you think you'll reach where, where that, because you're killing people. And so they're going to be, I would assume, by the lore of how, how minor and ghosts are supposed to work, that there would be restless souls because they got murdered. You know, why wouldn't a paranormal investigator be necessary pretty much right after you opened? Right. Well, we've had many, many come in, but... They just joined the exhibit. Mm. So I haven't really found a strong enough paranormal investigator. That makes sense. When you say strong enough. Physically strong enough to beat me off. So so you attack them. uh, So so you're giving them the drink. No, not them. I beat their asses. Okay, that well, that doesn't sound pleasant. That sounds violent. I'm not sure that that's really... And what gang do they usually join up with? Do they hang out with the dogs or the cops or... The paranormal investigators? Yeah. Their I souls? haven't figured that out yet. I don't know if they just spend time together, if they're with the elderly. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm waiting for a strong enough paranormal investigator to come and give me these answers that I'm so desperate to have answered. Yeah. So so strong enough just means I guess skull strength. Like if you hit them in the head that they'll survive, is that what you mean by strong enough? I mean I think it sounds like strong enough to beat Sheila in a hand to hand combat. Is that right? Yes. 
And so far, none of them have been strong enough for that. No. They've all just ended up joining the exhibit. Well, it, admittedly, this sounds frightening. Do you feel any remorse for the killing? Re-what? Do you feel bad because you have done wrong to someone and cut their lives short? How have I done wrong? They're a part of an exhibit. Yeah, they're part of science. Science and art. How much more could you want out of your life? I guess expecting Dr. London to understand art is probably, you know, that would be a miracle, a medical miracle, you know? Yeah, I know. Trust me. Oof. Oof. Come on down to the bone garden already. We're waiting. I mean, 25 bucks off. It's pretty good. No, it's, I, I am not interested in becoming part of your exhibit, which I suspect is your plan for if I were to visit. I don't think any of the other people, other souls would like you. You'd be on your own. So I don't really know if I want you to be a part of my exhibit in that way. Do you, uh, do you think his bone jelly would be pretty good on toast, Dr. London's? It's hard to say because it's probably really sour and so bitter. I, I can look. hear you. Hmm? What's that? You were just talking about if I were to be killed. Oh, no, that was completely unrelated to this conversation. The flavor of my bone marrow? Bone jelly. Bone jelly. Yeah. That's different. That's a different thing. Don't worry about it. Okay. Well, how, 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 how long has this business been open? For about two months, it took me several years to get enough bones to build the cage. Right. To keep everybody in. Uh, so it's been in the works for many, many years. But actually getting to open the bone garden, it's just been about a month or two. And how many elderly people have stumbled into your garden since it's been open? 86. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It so sounds like business is doing really well. Well, they do get in for free, uh, but it yeah. does add to the richness of my exhibit. Yeah. I'm sorry. So how met, Have you had a good turnout in terms of people who pay and then leave? Yeah, I've had lots of people pay. And I'm sorry. And then leave? Is everyone who enters your bone garden, do you kill them all? They just enjoy themselves to death. Huh. I totally see what you mean about his bone jelly being sour. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh. Even just trying to imagine how it tastes. Ugh. Yeah, well, that sound. I, I'm. I don't think that our podcast, that the Jock Talk podcast, can endorse this business. Uh, well, that's fine because the Casey Anthony Podcast Network does. So. You know, it's a little bit above your head in many, many ways. So you don't need to be concerned, really, with it. Uh, I, I guess I have to talk to someone about this. I don't know, Cameron. Uh, just for people not familiar, we moved podcast networks last week uh, to the Casey Anthony Podcast Network with our good friend Casey Anthony. Uh, and I, to, to be clear, I'm not affiliated or yes you are yes you are okay well 
So I, I don't think that the podcast is necessarily going to be very strongly associated with... Very successful with, at all with you at the wheel. Or associated with the Bone Garden. I think probably we're going to have some distance here on that. But I... So I guess it's a good time to just close it out. I feel like we're, we're pretty much... I, I've heard enough, I think. Do you want to give one last plug? Sure. Come on down to Sheila Dawn's Bone Garden. You come in and you don't go out. All right. Well, I guess th- thank you, Miss Dawn, for being here again. Oh, anytime. <sighs> I'll probably be here next week uh, for the Q&A at least. Oh, and the right. Cameron did schedule another meeting. Great. Uh, Cameron, right. thank you. No problem. All right, uh, and thank you to Digital in the House. I am Dr. London Smith, Narcom. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Jock Dog Podcast. Before you move on and decide to start your own podcast, please remember that just one new podcast out there would effectively wipe us out. We're we're hanging by a thread here. Don't do it, folks. And Cameron can barely keep it together as it is. Honestly, if you have a podcast, for your own sake, shut it down. Because you don't want to know what happens if you don't shut it down. And like, on a to our listeners cameron's always trying to cry even though he can't cry on demand and the strain of that is crippling for him (laughs) please please subscribe to the jock dog podcast and go ahead and leave a five-star review with tips for making cameron cry because it it's painful to watch too and be sure to message friends and foes with a link to your favorite episode or just to po- jockdogpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Uh-huh.